Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we just want to welcome you on this beautiful weather that we've been having lately. It's just been great, isn't it? All right. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, we're going to look at God's Word today and the, this crazy time that we're living in on fighting spiritually for your family before it's too late. I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord, so many ways just to know that we have this place all these years that we've been able to meet here. Lord, we don't take for granted that each and every week you give us the opportunity to worship you on the first day that you rose from the grave to give us your power and that resurrection power to live for you and to protect our families and do whatever it takes today to know without a doubt that we've already won through you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at 1 John chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 19 through 21. We know that we are of God, that meaning the apostle speaking to believers. And he also gives this statement, and the whole world lies, this is even today, under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, and then he closes with amen. You know, people, you, you ask yourself these questions the same that other people do, and that's this. You turn to something, you look, the, you look at the news, and you'll say to someone in your family or to your parents or to a friend or a co-worker, like, man, what, did you see what happened? What, what's going on? And it, it, Can you believe that happened this week in the news? And we say that, it seems like, more and more every week. Why is that? Let, let's pull back and see this picture. The picture that we have is this world, the Bible says that, that the enemy, the, the God of this world has this evil spirit like a cloud that's, that's filtered through this world. And we as a believer have to see through that cloud. And as we live and getting closer and closer, Lord coming back, you say to yourself when you do see the news or you hear what's happening or all the things that we see let happen that are immoral, you just shake your head. I, I want us to know and pull back, don't be shocked by what we're living in. But at the same time, that being true, that this world is under the sway, under this, this evilness, this this power of the wicked one that is coming against you and your family and your marriage and your kids 
and your grandkids, and the evil one never stops. Give me an example. We've seen a lot of things in, in our in our world lately, especially in the United States, and you say, man, can it, can it get any worse? And we saw recently, I spoke on a couple weeks ago about, you know, the, that we're thankful, but it, it took a, a, the average beer-drinking person to stop what was going on with the Bud Light advertisements and all the things. Where are we as believers, right? Where are we? And it's like we have to be willing to fight for what is right. We have to be willing to take a stand, but we have to fight in a different way. God's telling us, you as a believer have an insight that the world doesn't have. You have an insight spiritually. In other words, that you can see through the fog and hopefully you will be able to fight spiritually for your kids and your grandkids because if not, this power is getting so strong in the world, they're, they're going to fall. Or they're not going to be able to see or are not going to be able to reach out and grab them in the midst of Many of you know that I can tell you, is if you that if you have ever been in a position to where when your kids are little and you saw something happen, whether it was at the store or whether it was at school, I mean, what's the old saying, you know, if you see cubs out, if you're out traveling out west or you see cubs in the middle of the street, wait a minute, don't go out and try and help them cross the street because mama bear's coming from somewhere, right? Well, it's the same way as we see if something physically is going to happen to our kids, man, we're right on, right? I don't ever forget, I don't mean this anyway when I say this, I'm just going to share this with you. Several years ago, I had gotten some food to go at a, at a, at a restaurant and it was pretty crowded, and I was standing in the lobby, and there was a guy and a woman, a man and a woman, and I don't know if it was his child or stepchild, but anyways, um, something happened. The kid was about, it's about five years old, must have been, and I don't know exactly what happened, but he cursed at the kid, I don't know if it was son or stepson, Again, five years old, he cursed him. I saw the kid's shoulders just go down. And the guy goes to the bathroom. And he has this kid hold a, a bag that had, I don't know, it looked like chips and salsa in it or whatever. So I'm watching this. And it's crowded in the lobby. People, it's a evening time. And I'm getting, going to go to the cashier to cash out. And I'm waiting. He comes back out of the bathroom and some of the salsa had kind of spilled out and he just smacks that kid in the back of the head. So, I, you know, and I, I yelled at the guy. I'm here to tell you, you know, what I did, but I yelled at the guy and I said, what do you think you're doing, you know? And he looked back at me, and we had a few words, and I took my coat off and uh, <laughs> yelled at him again. And uh, I was just ready to go. You know, I I'd been in this situation before. And, and so, uh, you know, he, we were going back and forth, and he finally grabbed the kid and went out the door. And I'm thinking, where, where was everybody? I mean, it was so bad what happened why would you know everybody just moved away when all this was happening you know and i'm thinking 
where was everybody at? So I go to check out, and the girl's just looking at me like this. You know what I'm I was getting ready to call the police or something. I didn't know what to do. I said, it's all right. It's all, it's all good. But when, what does it take? Here's my question. What does it take for us when it's our relative or it's your child, when you see somebody do something to, to your child and to you with that situation, it doesn't take much for you to what? To, to react to that situation. Never forget, I called my brother this several years ago after it happened. And he said, he said, he said you, you got to get a handle on yourself there, buddy. He goes, I don't know what you're doing. But, <laughs> but I, I was related to what happened. Where, now, well, my point is, where are we? Okay, we will do that immediately, right? This is our flesh and blood. This, these are little kids or children, right? Where, we immediately... So here's my question when we see and we read these words. Where are we to fight in such the same way, without a doubt, without a hesitation, without question, when it comes to spiritually fight for our kids? I'm giving you that picture. You know without a doubt what you would do physically when you saw something. Spiritually, the devil is coming on so strong today with his lies. What we just read there that we as believers should know that God tells us that we have, we have been given, not even that we have to work for it. As a believer, you have been given an understanding of the truth that this world doesn't have. Well, you know, you just got to let them do whatever they're going to do today. And if they're comfortable with that, then, you know, we shouldn't get in the way of that. We see what has taken place with, uh, with families today and all these bad decisions that are happening. And, and uh, you know, I don't have to explain to you what you've been reading lately in the news. Well, wait a minute. These are kids. These are little ones that we're, we're letting the devil just do whatever he wants to them. In this world, and we're, we're going to not do anything before it's too late. We have to be willing. You don't even have to, to these people. It's just, I'm just saying for your own, for your own kids, your grandkids, for your nieces and nephews, for people that you're affected with. We have to be willing, as God's word says there, that we may know him who is true. We have the truth. We know that when kids want to be a different sex today than what they're born, why? Think about that spiritually. Why is that? Why do we see that now more than ever? You know why? They're, they're starved for attention. They're starved. They're, they're, they're not being filled in the right way. And so they see by doing this in another way, and we don't know, I don't have to go into detail. We've talked about it in weeks in the past. We see where we are. Now, you say, well, Dallas, you know, it's a great thing we saw what, you know, Anheuser-Busch did, and finally we're living in a world of something, you know, there is being a stand taken. So I'm here to tell you today, with your own kids, with my kids and grand, with your family, with the kids that you're around, here's what the devil does. He pushes as hard as he can. He doesn't stop. He just pulls back for a little bit, and he'll just try another way. So what we need to know as believers 
that we not only know the truth. You here today, most of the people here today know Jesus. Many people that are tuned in or the hundreds that are tuned in today know Christ as their Savior. What you and I have the responsibility today is to share the truth with those young ones that you're in touch with. Why do you, why do you think that I, I'm up here and I so so and frustrating it down when I drive by all the high schools today on Sunday morning and all the sports programs are happening. Why? That's fine. I've said before, you've heard me say before, if your kid has a tournament a couple times a year, I, I don't have a problem with that. They're gone on a weekend. But every week? Now here's what my point is. From a spiritual standpoint, is that going to stop them? No matter how, what a great athlete. I said one of the greatest ath- high school athletes, one of the greatest high school basketball players today in the top five out of the whatever they call the 100, used to watch it all the time, re- research on out of the top 100 today, has millions of followers on his Instagram, already makes money even out of high school, getting ready to go to college, got in so much trouble with the authorities two weeks ago. They don't know if it's going to jeopardize the rest of his career as an athlete. Top five high school players in the country. You know how many high school basketball players there are in the country? Not only to make it into the elite. Did his athletic ability stop at all what had happened, what he got in trouble with? No. Did all... All his accolades, all his awards, all the buddies that he hung around with on the basketball team, stop him? No. I'm here to share with you today, all those things I talk about are good, but they're not the best. And what I'm getting at today is that we live in a world, if we just get our kids involved enough and all this stuff that's going, it'll keep them out of trouble. I'm here to tell you today, it won't. You and I have to teach them, and not only the responsibility that we have, and we're going to go further with this, not only do we have to know what is true, we as believers, those that have influence with those kids, have to live it. What does God's word say? That's why he closes with that. It doesn't even make sense. He's talking about believers. Oh, and by the way, he says, hey, uh, by the way, I'm going to close this chapter with keep yourselves from idols. It doesn't make sense, does it? When you think about it, what he's saying is if you want to have an impact with truth, you and I have to be living it in such a way that our light is shining so powerful when we're around those kids that we have influence with, they're going to come to us, they're going to call us, they're going to want to know with that sway of the wicked one, that cloud that's over our world today, they're going to know that there is a way out. They're going to know that there's Jesus is the one who is true and the truth with them, as God's word says, will set them free. What else does he say? Look at chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we know not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity 
to the obedience of Christ. So there's warfare that's, that, that's taking place right now with everybody. It says we live in this flesh. Even though we walk in this flesh, that's not where our war is. Our war is spiritual. You ever drive, you're driving your car, okay? You're driving your car, and you're just driving down the road, and you might not have the radio on or something. You just drive, and your thoughts just go everywhere. And, and, and about a couple minutes later, you go, man, where was, where was, man, where was I going with that? Right? The warfare goes on right here. See, if the devil can get in here with you, let's go back to what we're talking about with our kids and grandkids or those that, that you have some, whether it's, it's an aunt and an uncle, somebody that you have, you have so much influence with. If the devil can get you and get into you and to your thoughts and to bring you down, then you don't stand a chance at even getting close to helping those that you love around you. See, God's saying when we know that we're in a, when we're in a battle for our kids, we're in a battle with our families, we're in a battle before it's too late, what do we have to do? Well, we got to first decide where our thinking is. No, all God's saying is when you start to think that way, say, wait a minute, hold on, Lord, forgive me for for what I've been thinking or where my head has been lately. And, and you take control right now and you take those thoughts and you get it right. I give you examples. Is all parents sometime or another feel this way, that you feel inadequate? And, and no one is having more problems with their kids like you are. I'll go through that. And then if not, if it's your grandkids. You know that the, if you ask... Uh, pastors today or whatever it might be there and you can go down the list with all the problems that are happening and within different avenues of our young people today and you can name them all I know you would miss number three you have number one you can say oh it's a problem with promiscuity and all the different things that are going on and you can say oh they're you know just rebellious and all those things and then you can say well I mean it's alcoholism and all the things that go along that top to where you will miss the third one every time you know what it is the struggle is today it's grandparents raising their grandkids that's number three why? Because there's a generation there, in there, me, that I, I was the parent of, you know, that we are the parents of, that we thought what I just said a minute ago, we thought all the basketball and all the football and all the different things and all the, and, and all the extracurricular activities and all the art programs, all different, oh, that'll keep them out of trouble, that'll be good, yeah, didn't work. You, you, I can tell you it didn't work. It's all good. Don't get me wrong. I just, I can't say that enough. Those are all good things. It's not going to keep them out of trouble. You and I have to know that we're in a position of authority. See, the demons have to flee, not because of you or me. The demons have to flee when they hear the name of Jesus called out. The authority in your life and my life as a believer is the name of Jesus and his power through his death and his resurrection. If we decide to live that way, I do not 
no matter how long it is that your kids or your grandkids might be out there in the world, if they see you and you've gone through things and you have your act together and you're living a certain way, they will be drawn to that light. The attention that they get from the world is fleeting. It only lasts so long. Just because I went to school in California and L.A. and all the different people I got to met, still contact with people out there and so forth, that I know some of the things that go on out there. And, it, and, it, and all that fame and all that that goes on, it's a mirage. It's a fog. It's, it's not real. I was just listening to a guy last night. He's a multimillionaire, young guy. He said, I just wish I could let everybody know. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It's fine if you, you have that. But if you think that that is going to completely give you everything that you want in this life, you're wrong. See the, that cloud that we're living in? What I'm getting at is this. This is where you don't give up on your kids or your grandkids. This is where you continue to be that lighthouse to them and for them and prayer and whatever it might be. And you continue to fight for them spiritually because the devil can't win. You might think he's winning right now and maybe he is. Train up a child in the way he should go. Right then he won't depart from it. It doesn't say that. It says when he is old, when they are old. In other words, when they've been through it because the groundwork that you laid as a parent or a grandparent or as an aunt or uncle, as a groundwork that you laid, they can still see that powerful light through that fog. It doesn't matter how long. I mean, I'm, I'm like a living example, if I can say that, of things that I did and how the prayers of my, my, of my parents and all other people, and I... I, I I don't have to belabor that. I have years of doing whatever I wanted to do. But there was a, such a strong foundation that you can have that God tells us this as we close with today. As we fight for those that we love. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. Again, the apostle tells us to fight the good fight of faith. You know, it's kind of hard because you read this and say, what, what does that mean, you know? What's that all about? I don't even understand that. What God is telling us is the best, by far, the greatest way that you're going to fight your battles in this life, it's not how much money you have. It's not how much time you're with somebody. It's how you can name all the things of this world, not how much involvement that you have in all the sports programs, all the things you get. No, God's saying, if you're willing to believe in me and you have faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Another words, you're willing right now in the midst of the chaos that we're living in and maybe your kid is, is right at that age and you're wondering what is going on and when is this going to stop? You know, I'll give you the answer. You might not like it, but I'll give you the answer. I don't know. 
I told you we weren't going to like it. I don't know. I do know this. It will stop. Jesus will have victory. Because you're not believing this way. You're having faith this way. And in such a way, you're believing, Lord, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to still fight for them in prayer. I'm going to still love them, put my arm around them, pray for them. I'm going to be there. I'm going to let them know I'm always there no matter how late, no matter what goes on. I told you what my dad told me when I was 18 years old. I turned 18, and I had five different times he's told me, I my son, can I talk to you for a minute? I knew when he said it. I like, oh, man, I'm in trouble now. I'm over all my life. Son, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> he told me it's at 18 years of age. He says, you're 18 now. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, you know how you think you know everything. And he said, he said, I don't care where you are. I don't care what party it is. I don't care how late it is. If you can't drive or you don't know what's going on or you don't like what's going on at that party, I'll come pick you up. No questions asked. See, what my dad gave me was a freedom of choice still to do whatever I wanted to do. But I knew that he was coming from a place of righteousness, a foundation, and of love, and of God's way. And of that way, knowing, I love you, son, but you're responsible for what you do now. I'm never going to give up on you, but I'm always going to be there for you. But you might have to fall. You might have to get scraped up, but I'm still here. See, that's, that's faith. That's, that's knowing that, hey, you might go through some things. All of you that are here, they probably can attest to that. That, come, that, that has had that foundation laid that was there in your life. Somebody was there that was strong enough to show you that they loved you, but let you do what you needed to do. As hard as that is, if we're willing. God says, if you are willing to fight that good fight of faith, you lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things before Christ, who witnessed the good confession. Notice how he closes this section. The good confession before Pontius Pilate. That good fight of faith. What does he throw Pilate in there for? It just doesn't really go with that, that passage of scriptures. I, I'm not, maybe you're not sure who Pilate is. Jesus stood before Pilate on his way to the cross. Remember the conversation they had? What was it all about? Pilate was so frustrated with the so-called pastors and the religious leaders of the day and the political leaders of the day, he was confused. He saw someone who lived in truth, but he was so confused by everything around him, and he throws it out to Jesus after they have this conversation back and forth. It, his question back to Jesus was this, what is truth? That's where that passage closes today. Let me read it again. And before...
Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. The more it says, the, hold on to that confession of faith. Hold on to what you and I believe in. Hold on to the truth that you know without a doubt that has always come through in your life. Hold on to that same truth for your kids and your grandkids no matter what you see happen to them. And by God's grace, they will come through it. Because someone was willing enough in their life to believe, to talk about it, to walk that way, to be such an anchor in your life that you saw truth set an example. And that truth was completely immersed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you know that you had been forgiven. And by you know that you had been forgiven, you could live this victorious life. And through that, they see through all that they go through, whoever it is that you have as kids and grandkids, then no matter how far out they get, that there is a way back. And it's spiritual. And it's right here. And they know what they've seen and what they've heard. There's something about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why the world is in such a mess today. We've pushed Jesus out of everywhere. Why so many kids are committing suicide? Why we see all these different things happening and they're going so many different ways? Because they don't know where to turn. We say when I see this happen so many times, especially whether it's in Hollywood or some of you know, oh, why? I, we're someone, we've got to tell them why. We have to tell them. We have to be willing to fight that battle for them when they're in the midst of the devil trying to destroy them. Because just as a way, as a mother bear will fight for her cubs within a second. Saying that you will fight for your kids and the grandkids physically within a second, no questions asked. We need to do the same spiritually before the throne room of God and let Jesus see. He tells us that if we believe his word, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what the most powerful weapon of the day was? In the days of Jesus, it was a sword. So take the most powerful weapon that we have today, I don't know what it might be, and you insert it. That's what this is with your life and your kids and your grandkids. In other words, when you live this way and you believe this way, you might think the devil is winning, but he's not going to. He always, always, never, never. I never forget, and I'll close it. I, I had a family, a couple come to me, and they say, Dallas, can I talk to me? I say, yeah, 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 what's up? 
And they said, you know, I was at another church, another pastor, and, and I was telling them it's been a while where my kids were and what was happening, what was going on. And, and the pastor actually said, he said, oh, you just need to give up on them. I said, what? Yeah, you just need to give up on them. I couldn't believe it. I'm here to tell you today, when Jesus is involved, you always win. I, I, I just don't know when. I don't know when, but I'm just here to tell you that you've got, you've, you've got a battle on your hands. I just want you to recognize it and to know it, get in there and fight for them, and never, never, never give up because you know what? The greatest thing about that sword, when we get to the place we just can't do anymore, the Lord says, hey, let me just take this. And he comes through in a way that you can't imagine. Just live his way, walk his way, and those that you love, it might be a battle right now, it might be rough, and it might have been going on for a while, but do never, never, never stop believing. Fight the good fight of faith. Never quit believing. The same Jesus that changed your life will change those that you love. Just keep battling. Let's pray. So our heads today and come before you today. I want to talk to you first of all as a believer. Maybe you're here today and you have family or you have, maybe you're here today as a young person. You have somebody you care for, you love. You just wonder what is going to happen in her life. Just don't quit. Just keep, keep praying. Keep believing. Right now, the Lord has somebody, whether you're watching or whether you're here today, there's, there's somebody that's close to you in your family or that you love that's way out there. And God's put them right now and, and that you're thinking of. You, if you're thinking of, God's giving you the responsibility to pray for them. God's given us the responsibility to live, to let them know we're there for them. Don't have to beat them up. Don't have to say, hey, you're going to do everything you're doing right now. Hey, I love you. I'm here for you. And, uh, hey, I'm praying for you. Father, we love you because you first loved us. Lord, we are nothing but sinners saved by grace. And Lord, we thank you. Someone had to show us the way. Many, many people here today, it was someone that they loved. It was a brother or sister, an aunt and uncle. It was a mom or dad or grandpa or grandma, somebody, somebody. Somebody that was always there fighting for them. Lord, may we do the same. May we never give up on those that we love because we know how much you love them. So, Lord, as we come to you today, there's someone there watching, Lord, whether it's our church app or on the Internet or whatever it might be, Lord, may they pray with me right now, Jesus, I don't understand everything. But I can see right now that you're my only way out. I've tried everything else. So, Lord, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. And so, by faith, you tell 
be in your word that with my lips a confession is made, Lord. So I ask you right now, Jesus, Jesus, forgive me for all of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. Forgive me, Jesus. And from this day forward, help me to know and to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that we'll never know till we get to heaven. People have tuned in from cards or letters or phone calls I get from all over the United States. Lord, I know you're changing lives. And I pray if there's someone here today, right here, as Ben leads us in this closing invitation song, someone come forward and I would pray that same prayer with them. Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.